The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Today on episode 44 of the Braves Country podcast, we celebrate the legacy of the greatest Brave. Number 44, Hammer and Hank Aaron. And what better way to honor the Braves family and Aaron family by sitting down for a special conversation with Hank Aaron's very own grandson, Mr. Ray Aaron. Thank you so much for uh, jumping in here in the Braves Radio Network studios. Welcome to the Braves Country Podcast. Thank you. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Oh, my gosh. Me and Ray go back a few years, and uh, we have laughed and cut up and talked about his grandpa and lived Braves moments. We text back and forth, and he's working over at the stadium, so we run into each other once in a while. And there was just always that grand connection of the love of the Braves, which is the beauty of this podcast, because that's the reason everybody comes on. When we first started doing this, uh, Tug was like, yeah, I know Ray Aaron. It's uh, Hank Aaron's grandson. And I was like, no way. You do not. And he's like, yes, I do. I'm my buddy. And now I believe you finally. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Call me a liar. I believe it. He said it out the night. I was telling him a story. No, but it's so much fun to see what Hank meant to so many people, and we used to have these conversations, Scott, about how people just stop him in the middle of the street, and people were like, your grandfather is my idol, my hero, and I knew that first-person perspective because that was the way it was with my own dad. My dad is the reason Hank Aaron was my favorite player, you know, and my dad going to the 72 All-Star game, and one of his most prized moments that he's told me about, and I lost him about three years ago, but every time we talked about baseball, it was it always got back to the 72 All-Star game when Hank hit a home run. And it was something because he grew up dirt floor poor and getting to go to the All-Star game was like the most magnificent moment of his life. So it always meant a lot to me just through knowing Ray that I almost had that link, you know, to maybe the greatest baseball player to ever live. You know, and that was so important to me. I mean, I know family is so very important to all of us. And um, and he's the, the leader of our Braves family, Hank Aaron. But I wanted to ask you, Ray, what is what was it like growing up in the Aaron family? What was it like to have number 44 as your grandfather? Oh, it was great. He was a wonderful grandfather. He was a wonderful person, first of all. But to just have him as your grandpa is, is everything, you yeah. know? I didn't really understand why everybody kept coming up to him when I was, when <laughs> I was young. Like, why do they keep bothering you, Pops? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, in my family, everybody plays baseball. Yeah. 
So when I was little, everybody either worked at the stadium or worked in relation to baseball. So when you, you're you out, you know, with my friends, I'd be like, so what does your dad do? Oh, he works at Marta. I'm like, you don't play baseball? <laughs> <laughs> what, your mom don't work at the stadium? Yeah, how many home runs does your dad have? <laughs> your grandpa have? So, <laughs> but, you know, he was a great man. He was a great grandfather. It was all about, grand. you know, he's my grandpa. When those times, he wasn't Hank Aaron. Yeah. He right. was just grandpa. Yeah, which is which is so funny. And, and I, I, I hope you don't mind me telling us i remember one time because i had the same essentially the same conversation with ray just just off in you know here in the studio somewhere and he was like yeah but you know he's he's great yes of course he was great great player great but he was like i've i've seen the man in his underwear (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 a different perspective and i always thought that was the funniest (laughs) way to to make that situation so real from from this person that's so grand in everybody's opinion not reduced down, but made human yeah. in something that we've all done, run around the house in our drawers. That's right. Like, he was just grandpa to me. So hey, what was some of your favorite memories with grandpa that didn't have to do with baseball? Uh, well, the one that involves Tug is when I started working with Tug on the radio, it was me, Tug, Brandon, uh, Hudson, yeah, and uh, Brian. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So I tell my grandpa I was working with him, and he, my grandpa never could get that I was working with Hudson Mason. He right. thought I was working with Jake Fromm. <laughs> Because we were watching the game, you know, ESPN was that classic. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's the dude I work with. Yeah. And my grandpa was like, oh. So he realized Georgia, and I guess he flipped on the game and thought that was the Georgia quarterback. Okay. Right, so right. everybody he would tell, yeah, my grandson works with the uh, quarterback for Georgia. And everybody's like, how's Jake from? And I was like, no, 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 Hudson Mason. You're right, former Georgia quarterback. <laughs> yeah, former Georgia quarterback. But he never could get it straight, so... Every time people with Georgia would do something, yeah. everybody would call me and be like, man, you got to ask Jake this question. I'd be like, I do not work with Jake from. <laughs> I would love to. It's still Hudson Mason. <laughs> so everybody's folks are a little confused about what they do. <laughs> Dude, I love it. But it's so real, and that's the thing that I think is so compelling as as, as a conversation is that, that though, again, larger than life, but regular moments. You regular know, just person. a regular person, a regular human being oh, yeah. that had – uh, a beautiful wife and a beautiful family and 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 grandsons and, and grandchildren and daughters and you know just the same thing that we all run into the same thing we all have yeah absolutely i mean it's amazing that he's uh he was i guess maybe the same on and off the field it, it kind of just a, an excellent person right but yeah. uh but just a person just a person you yeah know, he was he was great at his job but yeah still grandpa no kidding <laughs> and what's what's one life lesson you would tell everybody that you really got from your grandfather uh Work hard, yeah. dedication, grind you know, it out. I, so many education. He was real big on education. Yeah, sure, you know because baseball can only take you so far. Because mm-hmm. at one, at some point, baseball is over. It is. It doesn't matter. And and look, he had. I mean, obviously, being who he was, you know, the Braves are like, we we've got a position for you. You know, mm-hmm. for the for the rest of your life because we want to tap into that expertise that is going to make the Braves brand even greater. You know, with with you behind the scenes and not on the field anymore. But that's that's the thing is 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 it's so unbelievable the the uh, the stuff that he shared with you like like working hard and then share with all of us you know after like hiring Brian Snitker yeah like yeah. who in the world you know this is a guy that was okay but a minor mm-hmm. league player but Hank saw something in Brian Snitker that came to fruition literally last year yeah it was in the World Series you know when um when uh, Snitker won was that manager of the year. Mm-hmm. He called my grandpa. Well, my grandfather called him, and I think Snicker was doing a little press then, and Snicker called back. And I answered the phone because my grandfather, you know, was in his room. And I said, man, my grandfather talks about you all the time. That's cool. And Snicker says, I wouldn't be the man I am without your grandfather. That's and what a statement. It's awesome. Amazing. Well, you know, when Snicker took the job, his first two duties he had to cut 
was Larry Aaron and Bill Lucas Jr. Oh, wow. So my uncle and my cousin. What? And so, you know, getting a job at first and that having to be your first job to do, Kind of hard, but no, wow. no question. But baseball's but a business, it no matter is, what. And, and and a tough one, no doubt. And and look, Hank's like, here's your job, go do it. Yeah. And, but I would imagine the the lesson learned around, you know, and from Hank as far as as a coach and and someone who it pushes makes people better. You know, that's 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 what he's known for, and that's what he did with Brian Snitker as well. And speaking of work ethic and uh, and jobs with the Braves. Um, Tug tells me uh, what we want to celebrate here on episode 44 of the Braves Country podcast. We obviously are here to celebrate Hank Aaron, and it's really special that you would come in today and, and do this with us. And uh, But we want to know about you, too. Uh, I hear you have a special role with the Braves these days. What, do you, what are you doing for the, for the Atlanta Braves? I do uh, facility security uh-huh. over there at the stadium. So um, just player security, making sure everybody gets where they got to be, when they got to be in yeah. little, you know, just a... Uh, Really just security. Yeah, right. Let me tell you, when it comes to that stadium, everybody loves it and everybody wants wants to be in there. Do you ever run into like people that are in the wrong place? You're like, hey, hey, hang, hang on. How oh, yeah. did you get here? We had a fake freeze that tried to come down there. What? No way. Yeah. Was, they had the outfit and everything? <laughs> outfit and everything. And we were like, you know what? You're not him. Yeah, was like, I know who that guy <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, we and know that's who that you. guy is, and yeah. you're not him. Yeah. So, with, but just between people running on the field and yeah. just people trying to see the stadium, yeah. which is really great. I it mean, is it's something about that field. When people are in that stadium, it just draws you to that field. It does absolutely. The oh. the the green grass, the 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 brown dirt, man, it's just it's majestic. Yeah, it, it certainly is. But that role is perfect for you because uh, you know coming up with your grandfather, being who he is, and you you kind of know the players and their personal life as well as their professional life. So you can kind of relate to their need for security, I would imagine. Like you're kind of already an insider. Uh-huh. You didn't have to learn it. No, no. The reason they put me there is because they said I wouldn't be in all of the players because yeah. I've been around. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You've, you've seen the top of the mountain. The rest of it's just yeah. okay. <laughs> so, you know, I've got to know a couple of players and, you know, just become cool with them and, you know, to see that they're just everyday people living yeah. their lives. They're just coming to work yeah. just like me and you. Yeah. Like like who is the the, the person that, that's, that you've become closest with and, and what was it that connected y'all? Well, Dansby. Yeah. Because I've always been a big Dansby fan. Yeah, sure. And, you know, my grandpa would tease me. He'd be like, hey, your shortstop's doing good That's right, right now. That's He's right. Like, hey, hey, your shortstop's hitting. Man, he is, too. So, MVP yeah. caliber at this yeah, point. Yeah, Dansby's freaking right now. Yeah. You know, he's doing great. But uh, the little connection, because he wrote a little article about my grandfather, and I yeah. just went to say, you know, thank you. And ever since then, you know, it's, hey, how you doing? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, it's just developed that relationship. I yeah. love that, man. That's, that makes it so real. Now, I see you got your Florida A&M gear on the yes, day sir. before the show we were talking. Uh, I guess you played a little college baseball. Yes, tell, tell us about that. Oh, well, not much to tell. I wasn't really that good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How could that be possible? You I had know. Aaron on your back. You yeah, had to be that's, that, that makes me good. Oh, you know, it's just, um, I just love the game. And I just love playing, you know, trying to play, see as far as I could go. Yeah, you know, doing it just just being able to continue the legacy. Yeah, sure. You know what? Aaron is really really not the big thing when you go to fam. It's Lucas because my grandmother was Barbara Lucas, whose brother is Bill Lucas, who was the first black general manager in baseball. Wow! So all Dude, my family. I mean, it is really when you say my yeah. whole family is baseball. That is actually a true statement. Yeah, whole family, like her brothers and some of her cousins, actually played minor league baseball. Her uh, brother was a scout. So it is just all in my family to play, and everybody went to fam. Faith is so important to me, and then we talk about it on the show a lot. Hank Aaron was a member of uh, Friendship Baptist Church here in Atlanta. What role did his faith play in your grandfather's life and, and how it influenced you? Well, he always told me God wouldn't put anything in front of you that you can't handle. 
So and that's a bold statement it, for him. It is. It is. You know, he had to go through. Yes, he did. A tremendous amount. And he just said, you know, stuff gets too hard. He would take a minute, pray, relax himself, and continue on his task. Yeah. But, yeah, faith played a, a big role in his life. Gosh, yeah, man. That um, I, I just, it's easy, I, or I, I think it's easy, you know, for somebody, because I say it all the time, and I even tell my own son this. I'm like, you know, pretty much that same thing, man. When it gets tough, pause. Take a time to, to reflect on what matters and, and, and pray and spend spend your time it focused on goodness and, mm-hmm. and obviously God and our faith is, but it's easier right now than I think what Hank probably faced, oh, yeah. you know, so to, to take that and be able to simplify it down to that mm-hmm. in, in such a, tumu- a tumultuous time to be able to really take it to that, to, to really take it to God, that, that says to me so much because that is not always an easy thing to do when things are at their hardest. Oh, it's not, a, it's not easy at all, you know, to, Try to put all your problems into God's hands mm-hmm. so he can help you out. He can calm you down. Mm-hmm. He can try to give you some clarity and right direction to go to. So uh, it's extremely hard, you know, back in his time Absolutely. with all what he was going through. Absolutely. People being incredibly ugly and uh, and saying these horrendous things. Now, everything turned around and, and you know, Milo Hamilton, his call, and, and, uh, and we'll get to some of that, and then Vin Scully's call. Of, of his home run, you know, just what was said. I mean, it gives me cold chills thinking about it. And we'll get to some of that in a minute, but but it just goes back to faith because it, it shows you that there's there's a bigger picture behind everything that happens. And, you know, when you talk about faith, uh, there's this term that people have come up with recently that I don't know if this is exactly uh, how I would phrase it, but they call it a God wink. Have you heard yeah, of this? Yeah, of course, yeah. So uh, let's talk about a huge God wink that the entire Braves country, all of us had last year when we were all honoring your grandfather. Um, and I want to go over some things that happened that are just amazing coincidences, but maybe not a coincidence. Maybe they were yeah, meant to be. Indeed, God winks. Yes, I think so. So how amazing is the relationship with number 44 for Hank Aaron and the Braves? Check this out. Uh, Hank Aaron hit 44 home runs per season four times and hit his career record 715 home runs uh, or his 715th home run against Dodgers pitcher Al Downing, who happened to also wear the number 44. And in the year Hank Aaron passed away, God rest his soul, at age 86 on the 22nd of January 2021, the Braves featured his number 44 in the center field grass all season long, as we all remember, and that was beautiful. And uh, Atlanta won 44 games before the All-Star break and 44 games after the All-Star break and went on to win the World Series in week 44 of the year. Uh, combine that with both, te- uh, both team scores in the, uh, in the World Series last year, equaled 45, and it was at 44 runs total when Freddie Freeman hit his solo shot to cap off game six to win the series. And uh, four players who the Braves picked up in the trade deadline that year, last year, uh, combined to hit 44 home runs after coming to Atlanta. I mean, there's one more. A snicker for the 2021 season had a total of 88 wins, of course, 44 times two, and bringing his total to 40, uh, 441 wins. 441. As, 441 as the manager of the Braves going into the World Series. So, I mean, that has to be a spiritual connection and possibly a message from your grandfather. What goes through your mind when you hear all of that? 
Oh man, that's just great! I, yeah. I didn't even know all that. that did is you amazing. not really? I didn't. No, we need to send you. We're going to send this home with you. This script. Oh wow, that is uh, that is amazing. Will you have that information? Can you believe it's it? Unbelievable! I, it is unbelievable. And I want to add one more, and I don't want to make it about me, but I can't help but make it about me in this in this particular one because Hank passed, and he's my favorite player. He passed on my forty fourth birthday. Oh my god! And I went down, <laughs> literally went down and bought this shirt. Day of, it was on my birthday. Oh, because that is I, wild! So it was one of those because I had just lost my dad the year before. Yeah. He's the reason I love town. I don't know, man. There's just lots in there that if you believe in that kind of stuff, which I do, um, those God winks are real, man. You just have that that moment, that snapshot. And you're like, it's almost so clear. Like, oh my gosh, how could this be? How yeah, could this add like up was, the way it's supposed to? Like it was supposed to be that way. Yeah, like it was destined. Absolutely. And, yeah. and how did you and your family feel uh, seeing that 44 in the field all last year? Oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> Number one question my mom asked when. The season's about to start. She was like, is the 44 still there? Yeah. I was like, no, nah, it was just there last year. She yeah. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, but, you know, seeing all the tributes and all the nice stuff people saying about them, and it just makes you feel great. Oh, my gosh. How could it not? And, you know, I, I, I imagine that, uh, that that still continues today where everybody, you know, talks to you about it. And, it, and, and I know you never get tired of it, but there, there has to be a point where you're like, I've said everything I know to say because I've been asked every question that that could possibly be asked in every shape, form, or fashion that someone could ask it. Yeah, you know, I feel like I've said a lot, but uh, there's no – I never get tired of talking about my grandpa. He's yeah. that cool. You know, we, he's like one of my best friends. So – I never get tired. You ever watch the Golden Girls with you? No. <laughs> we used to watch uh, old movies. That's what he yeah. liked, like uh, Bonanza, yeah. like old TV yeah. shows, old westerns. Yeah. He loves stuff like that. That's awesome. The reason I asked that, Scott, is because <laughs> this is the biggest Golden Girls fan I know. Oh, I see. It's the greatest show of all time. Ray says greatest <laughs> show of all time, and, and most people would agree with that. People that are critics of TV and they, they write about it, they say that Golden Girls was actually the – the catapult for TV shows like Friends, and and because they had this formula of people that they would work in, and it and it's the reason that so many shows that blew up after that happened because they found the right mix. Oh yeah, very very influential. Uh, what is it? A TV, TV show? show yeah, yeah I have to catch up on it. Oh I, man, I saw it a couple of times. I guess <laughs> Golden Girls is great. I got like five Golden Girls T-shirts. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's the greatest. If you say of all it's time. good. I'll check it out. What about baseball movies? Did your grandfather and you ever watch any? Was there any favorite baseball movies that he liked? Or? You know what? We really didn't talk about baseball too much because everybody asked me, you know, what did your grandfather teach you about baseball? Nothing really. Really? <laughs> really. He was just, I think he, he came to see me a lot. And when, he, when I was older, he talked to me. He said, you know what? I didn't think you could play good. <laughs> I said, because every time I went, you either struck out or you made an error. Yeah. And I was like, because I was so nervous. Yeah, because, well, yeah, you're in the face of greatness. Right, because he yeah. only gets a small amount of time to be there before everybody starts attacking. Right, right, right. So, like, if it's my first hit, I'm trying to hit a home run. Yeah, So sure. my grandpa can see me before everybody starts asking for autographs and yeah. pictures and, and stuff like that. taking his attention. Yeah, so what he would do, he would park on the outside of the fence in his car and roll the window down and just watch me. And then I would do better. That's how mm-hmm. he started, because I wouldn't know he was there. Right. So I would do good, and he'd be like, man, you did good. You <laughs> I didn't you know, know you three were four. Yeah. Spying on you. Yeah, he was like, man, people tell me you're good, but I don't see it. <laughs> I think they just tell me because you're my grandson, yeah. and they know that's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's so funny. You know, uh, I wonder if you can relate to this, too, because uh, getting back to that 44 thing and the, and the Godwinks, uh, Snicker, after the World Series, you know, when asked about it, he said, nobody wanted to disappoint Hank. He entrusted us with the responsibility of making these guys better, and we weren't going to let him down. 
Can you relate to that, letting him, not wanting to let him down? Oh, yeah. In 10th grade, I think I had my best year as a baseball player for the first half. Second half of the year, I couldn't play because my grades were bad. Oh, no. So he took me off the team, and he said, I'm not mad that you're not playing baseball this year. He said, I'm mad that you got three Ds and an F. Mm -hmm. He said, that's disappointing. Yeah. He says, I don't care if you're the greatest baseball player in the world. Nobody will know if you can't graduate high school. Yeah. So from that point on, I never wanted to disappoint him again and let him down and let him see that, you know, I dropped the ball. And I just wanted to be better because that's what he expected. He didn't expect me to be great at everything, but he expected me to do well in school. Well, that and and put the effort in, right? Yes, put the effort in. Because in 10th grade, I just had my son's going to be a senior this year. The that those those middle you know middle high school years they can be tough because girls and and, mm-hmm. and sports and there's so many distractions that it's easy to get yourself off track and many it happens to many people oh, yeah. it's certainly not unique to you by any means but but having that that moment where you're like oh my gosh I've disappointed the person that means the most to me and my parents were like that too they they when I did something wrong it was never we're gonna punish you we're gonna huh. spank you I mean occasionally it happened but. But most often, the one that had the most impact was we're disappointed. Yeah. It, it's it, as, simply, as simple as that. Yeah, you know, ninth grade, I was great. Mm-hmm. So freshman, I played on the varsity team. Mm-hmm. I was the only freshman there. So the way they say you start smelling yourself, you mm-hmm. start feeling Absolutely, your Absolutely, yeah. So 10th grade, I was like, well, I just get better. But I just wasn't doing any work, mm-hmm. any school work. And so when it came down, they was like, yeah, bro, you, you're ineligible. Oh. And that was the worst phone call I yeah. had to make. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, man, I can't play. And he was like, told you. Goodness gracious. And how did you come back from that? What happened after Summer that? school. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I did that in fourth and eighth grade, by the way. So summer school. But, you know, I just really had to put education first mm-hmm. and just tell myself, you know, when all my friends are doing this, I got to do homework. Because mm-hmm. baseball, it, it takes a lot of time. Absolutely it, does. You got to go practice a lot. You play a lot of games. So I just wasn't doing any work. Mm-hmm. I was in class, but I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, man, we got a game against – Buford, we got a game against these people. I know they're going to throw this dude because he's a top prospect. So uh, just become focused and stop being a stupid little kid. Yeah, Yeah. it happens. Maturity is what it is. Uh, Speaking of focus, let's focus in on some of the amazing uh, facts about Hank Aaron real quick. Hall of Famer, of course, uh, inducted in 82, first year eligible. Should have been 100%, but some of those sports writers like to act like they do everything. Uh, Not all of them. Some of them. Some of them. them. Uh, 1957 MVP, 25-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove winner, two-time batting champion, and 1957 World Series champion. I mean, that is just, I mean, arguably the greatest baseball player of all time. time. Some people try to put Willie Mays in there, but I'd say he's the best. What do you think? Uh, I think he. I think he's the. Of course, I'm gonna say yeah, he's the best. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the opposite? <laughs> Who else you choose? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gets a lot of fame for his defense because mm-hmm. he was always in the right. He was already in the right position. Career yeah. fielding percentage nine eighty two. Yeah. So you know he didn't make fancy catches. He didn't have to dive. That's what he told me. He was like, I ain't got to dive. I was already there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he yeah, got to make a basket catch. I was great, there. Great footwork. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. I think people discount his uh, defense a little well, bit. Well, it's just, I mean, being a home run champion, it's easy to overlook that, right? Oh, yeah. Because that's the focus. And and especially nowadays with the game being so home run heavy, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it even opens up and puts the spotlight on that more. But for him being the home run champion for, and, and in my opinion, still the home run champion, but 
for so many years, it's so easy, Scott, to look over. You know that just like Ray saying that. Yeah, that the fielding stellar defense. Yeah, it was amazing. And and the other thing is, I think he was respected and feared. I mean, he had nearly three hundred career intentional walks. Oh yeah, which is uh, fourth all time. So it's just. I think the respect was there on the field for his whole game, but maybe the press and the media just built up that home run thing. You well, know? well, you know, I, I think he was a great hitter too. Just oh, like obviously, yeah, he had over three thousand hits. Yeah, and if you take uh, the home runs away, I think he's he still, still got over, over, yeah, 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 3, still over three thousand hits. So that is amazing. just amazing, right there. Unbelievable when you think about just the the just the pure pure stats that you can pull down and compare even comparing it to d- today's players. A lot of people, you know, they'll say, "Well, it's a different time." You can compare Hanks to everybody playing right now, and he still competes with all of them, if if not better than all of them. Yeah, that's a great thing about baseball because you play one sixty two. Mm. It's not like they de- decrease the games; you still play one sixty two, and so you can compare the times from my grandfather or before that to times of the day because it's still nine innings. Mm-hmm. Still players are still players. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that he compare that he's very comparable to players today. But better, but better. Oh, he would have tore up today's pitching. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it wouldn't be. It'd be no, like uh, Max Scherzer last night. Oh. No chance. <laughs> no chance. He's meatballs up there. Exactly right. No chance if hangs in the lineup. And another thing, uh, awesome about your grandfather is what he did off the field, especially in his uh, post career. A lot of honors and things that were just really important to really to America. If you if you ask me. Um, Uh, After his retirement, Aaron held the front office roles with uh, the Atlanta Braves, of course, uh, including senior vice president. And in 88, uh, he was inducted into the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, In 99, um, MLB uh, introduced the Hank Aaron Award to recognize the top offensive player in each league. And he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002. And he was named a 2010 Georgia trustee by the Georgia Historical Society in recognition of accomplishments that reflect the ideals of Georgia's founders. Uh, and then he, he spent the rest of his life living here in Atlanta. I mean, just a true Georgian and a true American. Talk about his uh, love of community and his love of Georgia and America. How did he feel about he, all that? You know, he felt great. Uh, I think his biggest accomplishment was starting the Chasing the Dream Foundation to uh, provide scholarships and opportunities for people who who wouldn't have had to go into school? I know it's just not uh, to school. There's a lady who went to, I don't know what you call it, when you play the cello. I think it's the... Uh, uh, like a... Um, it's new, in the school in New York. So oh, uh, like... Um, uh, Juilliard. Like Juilliard. Juilliard. Yes. There we go. Yeah. So she couldn't afford to do that, so they sent her there. Now she's a world-class celloist. Oh, it's amazing. So he loved helping people, because one of the things I said at his funeral, he used to tell me, I made all this money, but I can't take it with me. Mm-hmm. So me and Billy, as his wife, you know, we're going to help everybody that we can. And I think that was his biggest thing. He always told me, try to help one person every day Mm. or try to do one good thing for somebody every day. And, you know, I try to live by that and hold a door. It doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't have to be small. Yeah. That's all that matters because that can change somebody's day in just a minute. And you're exactly right, man. And I remember he used to tell me too, like, because he's, they, he lived in the same house Mm -hmm. that he he never moved, never moved same from the house and people in the neighborhood, they knew who he was, and it was everybody was cool, and not, they're not hounding him. But every now and then, somebody would wander through there that didn't didn't realize that, and all of a sudden they run up on Hank Aaron. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, where have I? I'm like in baseball heaven. Where have I gone?" Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of his great things. He used to take me to go get you know groceries and stuff in my little apartment, and we'd be at BJ's or Sam's, and somebody would see him and be like, "Man, you look like Hank Aaron." <laughs> 
And he'd be like, I hear that all the time. <laughs> he would play it off. Yeah. I love it. It's great. He's like, I, I just, I hear it. Yeah. He'd be, somebody would be like, man, I heard Hank Aaron's here. He'd be like, yeah, so I'm going that way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he was that kind of guy. That's so good. And, and uh, yeah, the people in the neighborhood were cool. And then the people that loved him as fans uh, spaz out like normal, you know. Um, let's go to the, let's talk about those calls that, uh, that you hear when whenever people were talking about Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record and there's the one of Milo Hamilton's call of seven fifteen from Atlanta Stadium in seventy four. Henry Aaron in the second inning walked and scored. He's sitting on seven fourteen. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is gonna be out of here. It's gone. It's seven fifteen. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. The fireworks are going. Henry Aaron is coming around third. His teammates are at home plate, and listen to this crowd. And then the the other call from Vin Scully. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. Marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I'm from Ben Scully. So. Scully, when, when, and that goes back to the thing when, when a standing go and Ben Scully talked about it. A, a black man getting a standing ovation mm-hmm. in the Deep South still gives me cold chills just to think about it. The fact that we need to think about it first of all, but then the fact that it actually happened and it and it was it was a change, or I feel like it was a change in people's perspective, and and people were absolutely overjoyed and people running on the field and that that call is probably my favorite too, man. It's unbelievable the context, and Vin Scully had a magnificent way of not saying anything mm-hmm. and letting the crowd paint the picture for you. Oh yeah, he let it uh, all develop. He let uh, everybody see the moment, and he described the moment beautifully. Like you said, a black man getting a standing ovation in the deep south. You see all the kids run. Well, you see the two kids. They're not kids, I guess. They were college students run on the field. But you hear my grandfather say, I'm just, thank God it's over. Yeah, that's right. That's all he wanted, just thank God it's over. Just get done with it. How how did he feel about those two Georgia Tech students running on the field there? Did he look at that as a coming together moment eventually, or was he kind of, did he, was he slightly irritated that they took away from him in some way in that moment, or was he cool with it? This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. 
With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. How did he feel about those two Georgia Tech students running on the field there? Did he look at that as a coming together moment eventually, or was he kind of did he was he slightly irritated that they took away from him in some way in that moment, or was he cool with it? You know, I don't, I don't ever remember him talking to me about it. Yeah, but um, I'm pretty sure it's a little part of him was like. You know, I wish they wouldn't have done it. Because mm-hmm. it irritates me just when I do watch it. I'm yeah. like, dude, why are you, what yeah, are you I doing? I feel like they they took a moment, they took that moment away from him yeah. a little bit. made it about the bigger, they made it yeah. about what they wanted to make it about yeah. in a way. But, you know, he was bringing people together. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the point. So it's kind of like, in my opinion, like they kind of took away from it, but they also kind of added to the poetry of it in a way um, just because it, it symbolized a lot, I think. Uh, run, we were all running with Hank right yeah. then, you know. Everybody was. And it really brought the South together. I think he brought the nation together, really, at well, that point. At least around the South of baseball fans, yeah. you know, he kind of brought everybody together from people saying that they didn't want to see anybody break Babe Ruth's record or they didn't want a black person or a black man to break his record. I think that uh, like he was getting so much at that time. Yeah, I know I talked to Dusty, and Dusty said – Boy, he walked up to bed. He said, I'm about to end this. He yeah. said, I'm about to do this right yeah. now and get yeah. it over with. Wow. And he did it. Talking about foreshadowing. Yeah, I think he was just up to the point where he just couldn't take it anymore. We were talking to a guy we have on the show. Um, his name is Derek Trucks. He's one of the greatest guitar players in all the world. And we asked him about something. He's playing a show at the Fox with his his wife, and he's from the Allman Brothers family, You know, legendary Southern rock band. We asked him some of his favorite moments, and he told us a couple, and we thought he was finished. And and so we were transitioning, talking about something else. He was like, wait, 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 I got one more. We are like, okay. He was like, after the World Series, when the Braves had won it, and Dusty Baker kind of gave a nod to your family, Mm -hmm. he was like, that's my favorite baseball moment of all time. Yeah, Dusty's great. Dusty's my godfather. So Dusty is, uh, I call him for your advice, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because when Dusty first came into the league, Dusty's parents promised, me and my grandfather promised, to look after Dusty. Because mm-hmm. he was young. Yeah. And so, out of that, Dusty became like my grandfather's child. Yeah, right. child. But, yeah, well, but but yeah. he, he was a uh, almost a dependent, almost mm-hmm. a, a... Him and a, Ralph a God, Yeah, Godfather, who was another player that my... We just go through this whole list, and my dad, I just remember my dad growing up, and he's talking about... Rico Cardi and Ralph Gar and mm-hmm. Dusty Baker and Hank Aaron and, and, and Roberto Clemente to, to name a few of his favorite players, and and so when you when you say them, it always it, it takes me right back to sitting oh, yeah. at twelve twenty one Bobby Lane in Dalton, Georgia, <laughs> sitting at crisscross applesauce in front of the TV watching TBS and 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 hearing about Hank Aaron and watching the Braves with my my dad and my family, just bringing up names that you haven't heard in a while. Oh, yeah. Those memories rush back. Does that ever happen with you? Because you because you're so connected to it. Do you ever hear names that occasionally that you haven't heard in a while? And be like, oh man, I well, loved that guy. Yeah, um, I just heard Joe Adcock was going into the Braves Hall of Fame like this year, mm-hmm. and my grandfather Joe Adcock used to talk all the time. Oh, that's awesome. So I heard that name and I was like, hey, I, I don't remember that guy. That's you know, cool. I didn't see him play, but right. I still remember the person. Yeah. So yeah, I understand what you're talking Dude, about. Dude, it rushes back. It comes back quick. 
Talking to Ray Aaron here on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network on the Braves Country Podcast. Ray, we Braves fans and most baseball fans in general refer to your grandfather as the true home run champion now. And we do not think that players who use performance-enhancing drugs should ever be listed in the record books, really, let alone be listed above Hammer and Hank on the home run list. So I wanted to ask you today, how did your grandfather feel about that whole situation and how do you and your family feel about it? I, I think, well, I know at that time he was still in the um, BMW dealership. Mm-hmm. And then somebody asked him, you know, are you going to follow Barry? And he was like, I'm, I'm old. I'm not going to follow yeah. anybody yeah. from city to city right. watching them hit a home run. At that point in time, I don't think he cared. Yeah. Like he had done. Because he, he, he recorded the big, oh, like yeah. a big video and says, congratulations, hold oh, yeah. on yards. He figured he was trying to do all he could when he had the record. Mm-hmm. Right. Records, I mean, it means great to him, but if you do nothing with it, mm-hmm. it's just an empty record. So mm-hmm. I really think that he wanted to focus on what somebody would do because he had the power, you know, the the fame mm-hmm. and the power that people know he hit 755 home runs. But you said it's more not about the home runs. It's about what I'm doing because I hit 750. Yeah, right. It gives me the opportunity to do this, this, and that. To, to give back to the foundation yeah. some of the things that you are just talking about. Yeah, I, mean, I don't... I don't think he cared about Barry Bonds hitting home and, run. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, people say what they want about Barry, and and you know, he was an incredible player. Himself. Oh yeah, he and, was. And, and he didn't need to. He take didn't the even drugs. need. He didn't. It, totally didn't. But still, to this moment, I I still am irritated by it. But I have gotten past it. Like I'm I'm okay with those guys because there for a little while. I got to admit, I wasn't. You know, I was like I I, I remember being. And that's not a lot that gets me upset. Yeah, but, but when when Barry broke the record, I was upset. I was, I was like, upset too, and I can't. I'm not over it, though, Tug. I, I got there has to be an asterisk there at least. I mean, are you a Barry Bonds fan in general? Or are you? Are I am. You, I you're not mad at him. I met Barry Bonds a couple of times because you know Dusty used to manage the Giants. Yeah, sure. So whenever Dusty came in town, I would come see him and hang out in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And I met Barry Bonds a, quite a few times. Good dude, he is. Yeah, he is. He might get a get some you know bad rap from the press a little bit. Yeah, sure. Which is easy to happen. It is. It is. I think baseball kind of let Barry Bonds down because in, what was that, 95? When they looked away? Yeah, yes. Yeah. When Barry Bonds in 95, I think he had 49 home runs. Did nobody care mm-hmm. because Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds wasn't that big then. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So Barry was like, I did this all pretty straight. Yeah. You know, he yeah. wasn't even, I, I don't know, he was yeah, on steroids. Right. No, but, yeah, but, yeah. but he wasn't taking anything then. And he was like, I had 49 home runs yeah. and nobody cared. Yeah. So he was like, these dudes doing it, why not? And then baseball looked away mm-hmm. and allowed all of it to happen because it was generating ratings. It had record viewership. It's almost like to go back, it's shame on baseball, really, Major League Baseball, because they allowed it to happen and then they didn't take the rap. They Barry didn't. Bonds took the rap, and Mark McGuire, and yep. Sammy Sosa, they all took the rap. You know you know what I was hoping for from Barry Bonds and what I kind of envisioned happening, and it didn't happen, but I wish at 7.54 he would have announced his retirement. That would have been a classy move to me. Like, you know, he was everybody knew he was juicing. He knew he was juicing. He could have just kind of avoided the whole thing and, and, and honored Hank, maybe. I mean, that's probably far-fetched. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah. But I just wish that something like that had happened and uh, – and I don't know. I just think Hank Aaron is the true home run champion. Oh, I think uh, – no, look, I'll never change my opinion of that. But at the same time, I'm not mad at Barry Bonds anymore because I feel like baseball, who has let us down a few times, that's one of the earliest that I remember of baseball really letting us down. And it doesn't change my love for baseball or Major League Baseball, but at the same time, it clears things up and it makes me less frustrated with Barry Bonds because, like you said, he had 49 and nobody even batted yeah. an eye because – 
the other guys were doing whatever they were doing and hitting 70. Yeah, um, imagine you were playing second base for anybody, and that year before you hit 20 home runs. Somebody said, I'm going to give you something. It's it's le- it's legal. Yeah. We're not going to test you for it. Yeah. But you can make that 20 home runs go to 45. Yeah. And with those 45 more, I mean, with those 20 more home runs, yeah. you're going to get about 15 more million dollars. And if baseball is not checking for it, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't well, you? Yeah. And, and point to the person that wouldn't be like, okay, right. I'll Look get at Brady Anderson. Brady I'll, Anderson went from hitting 20 home runs to 50. That's exactly right. <laughs> There's so many guys that did and, the same thing. So you mentioned earlier the foundation that your uh, grandfather started, and I wanted to also mention that the Braves created uh, the Henry Lewis, uh, the Henry Lewis Aaron Fund in honor of Hank Aaron. And uh, the fund not only preserves his legacy but pledges to continue his passion for creating more opportunities for minorities to play baseball and occupy roles in the front office. And um, they've made a promise to continue his vision, uh, and the Henry Lewis Aaron Fund is uh, – committed to focusing on four key areas, pathway in baseball, education, business and entrepreneurship, and social justice. And uh, you can donate $44 or more at atlantabravesfoundation.givingfuel.com slash Hank. You can just Google it and you'll find it. I was going to say, you probably repeat that. That's long, man. I'm going to remember that. It's uh, atlantabravesfoundation.givingfuel.com slash Hank. You can just Google... uh, Henry Lewis Aaron Fund and find it, but uh, are you guys aware? Is your family aware of that that fund that they set up? And what do you oh, think? Yes, what, what do you think about that? I think it's great. You know, I think the Braves have been great. They uh, continue the legacy of my grandfather. I know last year we brought in they well they were brought in two you know interns to kind of shadow the executives up there in um, Braves Braves executives, and one was from Florida A and M. So oh, represent. Awesome. Let's go. And one was from uh, I think she was from Spelman. Okay. Believe, but you know they were great. They got the experience that mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of African Americans, don't get heck, a chance. To, most people, don't. yeah, to get a head start and to see what the inner workings of baseball are really like. Yeah, so no, I think that's awesome. It is super cool, and you know, because that—that's what my kid wants to do. Like when his playing days are done, he wants to work for the Braves or, or work uh, for a major league baseball team. He was like, I, I, I think I could put a team together. Like I, I, I think. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. I, like, I never say no. I'm like, right on, man. Go, go, dig in, dig in, work hard, and never give up on your dream. Go do it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's way baseball is going right now. It's going to be so many more things that you can do besides just play baseball. Like we got a whole analytics department. Yeah, baseball ops department. Well, dudes, you'd be like, man, I don't think you know about baseball. <laughs> My butt. They, those dudes are smart. Glasses so yeah. thick. Like, it's back to them Georgia Tech kids. <laughs> That's right. Just all analytics. It's just numbers now. <laughs> That's right. And another way the Braves honor uh, Henry Aaron's legacy, they have two brilliant statues that we've had, the one down at Turner Field still and the stunning new one here at Truist Park. Yeah. Uh, and they, of course, have preserved, uh, through working with the city, the exact spot where home run number 715 went over the fence. Uh, what do you and your family think of those memorials, and do you visit the statue ever? Um, well, I visit the well, one here yeah. every day. I just walk <laughs> I right just, by it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think they're great. You know, I love what the Braves have done to try to keep his legacy going on with the statue, with the new statue, with the one in Turner Field. Oh, sorry, old uh, Turner, old Turner Field mm-hmm. now, Georgia State, Georgia State Stadium. Stadium. And uh, they're building a baseball field on are. the old footprint that'll still have yeah. the memorial there. I think that is so cool. Me too. I think so. It's awesome. I think what it, what Georgia State is doing that whole little sports complex is going to be real cool. Well, you know, I love. There's a statue that's getting ready to get moved. Cause I talked to Billy. It's going to get moved. I think on the third of August. They're taking it from. Uh, the old Georgia, I'm sorry, Georgia State Stadium. Right. It's still there. Yeah, it's the bust. Yeah, and they're moving it to Adams Park right by their house. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I know that's happening. 
but you know, just going around the city and seeing everything. Some mural, there's a mural up on the wall down there um, in the West End, and it's beautiful. You know, just do you know who did it? I don't. Oh wow, I don't. I wish I did, but yeah. you know, it's just great that people are you know continuing to give my grandfather love and show how much he means to people. That's and he awesome. did, man. Goodness gracious, he did. Uh, I know you you told me about just memorabilia that that um, that your grandpa had and 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 that your family has. I mean, what what are some of the things that are the most special to y'all that that you have of your grandfather's? Is it you know the, the bat that he hit seven fifteen with or seven fifty five with? Where where like what is it that that stands out to you as your favorite stuff? Uh, well, the bat and the ball are here at the stadium. Oh wow! Okay, the Hank Aaron Terrace and um the little restaurant, not yes. restaurant, but the yeah. little, little seating area. Yeah. You can go see it. So, I don't think I realized it was there. I thought it was in Cooperstown, to be honest with you. 100%. No, no, the Braves got it. Oh, so, that's awesome. Um, I know he was telling me a story about the, the 755, the ball that he hit. A dude from Milwaukee that worked for the Brewers caught it. Really? Yeah, and I think that time he was like, uh, he could give it to my grandfather for a million dollars. What? And my grandpa was like, nah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want it that bad. 72 or 3 yeah. or something. My grandpa was like, nah, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, well, give me half a meal. And he was like, nah. No, he got it. Crazy. <laughs> how, did they, how did they end up with I don't how, think they got it. So so they still don't have that one. They don't have it. Interesting. But it's not worth not anything that. anymore because Barry Bonds broke it. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know still, about that. That one's still probably <laughs> worth a pretty penny. But, um, but that you know, it's so weird because nowadays when when records are broken, like people get their first hits or whatever – now it's people seem to be much. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I always see people seemingly more willing to give. You know, uh, it's usually we'll get a picture and they'll give mm-hmm. you another ball or an autograph ball or whatever. Uh, you know, and and so for it not to go that way is is baffling to me. Oh yeah, well, dude, it's all profit. You know, I don't I know, know if I would have did the same thing. I would have yeah. been like, oh, yeah, I don't know about <laughs> a million. Yeah, but seriously, I was like, can I get some tickets? Maybe season tickets <laughs> or something. Right. Exactly right. But do you have any memorabilia around the house that you just kind of enjoy, or you just is it just family pictures? Oh no, I got um, I got a couple of balls. I got a baseball that he signed to President uh, Nixon, mm-hmm. and he messed up. He spelled Nixon wrong, uh-huh. so he just scratched it out and he just kept it. And then I guess he did another one. Wow! But it actually has everybody from the oh my gosh, some the team he was on that year. So everybody signed it and messed it up. He messed it up. So everybody had to re-sign it, and that's the ball that he gave to the president. So I got the messed up ball. That's oh, like awesome. a, like an error card. Yeah, yeah right. Which yeah. those are always the worth the most, right? Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Goodness. It's in my safe right now. Yeah. I mean, not not in my safe. No, it's not. No, it's, it's in not somebody else's. No, it's, no. Right. it's in a it's in a bank vault somewhere. Yes. L- locked up next to the uh, the 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 secret formula to Coca Cola. That's right. <laughs> Try to get in there. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about football for a minute. I know it's a baseball show, but we also like football around here. Oh, yes, sir. And uh, I read that Hank Aaron was a longtime fan of the Cleveland Browns Cleveland for some Brown. reason. And, and he went to ma- many games and hung out in the dog pound with the rabid fans uh, uh, in, in kind of an incognito disguise mm-hmm. or whatever. Is that true? What can you tell us about that? That's oh, very true. He loved Cleveland Browns. Now they are the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah. well, yeah. it started because he, him and Ozzie Dusum are from Mobile. Right, yep. So that's how you love the Browns. So he was an avid, avid Browns fan. I think he used to try to go to like one game a year before, you know, he got a little older. Mm-hmm. So, but he would call me Sunday morning, hey, you got to come over and fix my TV. I can't get the uh, the dish on, I can't get my TV on the Browns game. <laughs> right. uh, going back to those regular moments that we started with, yep. 
He still needed help still with his TV. Still needed help with the TV. That's so what good. about the disguise? What did he do to, to get into well, the dog Well, you put the dog con? mask on. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, so he's sitting there with the dog mask and the trench coat looking <laughs> just, like everybody else. Just Amazing. happy. Just, just happy. Just watching from He went to the Super Bowl when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. And he just said he just sat there because they invited him to come down on the bench to yeah. sit with him. Yeah. And he said, uh-huh, this is y'all moment. Yeah. But then he was like, no, I got to hit this field. Yeah, so right. then he went down there. <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome. So, you know, and he used to tease me. I was like, hey, man, the Falcons get to go to the Super Bowl. He'd be like, how many tickets they buy? And I'd be like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Not far off. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's such a dagger to the heart for Falcons it fans. Is. Goodness gracious. What about college football? Did Hank like college football? He loved Alabama. He's a big Alabama. Well, he's from Mobile, so yep, that makes from sense. From Mobile. Loved Alabama. So he loved um, he loved Alabama. Plus, my cousin, uh, she went to Michigan, so he started becoming a Michigan okay. fan because she worked for the uh, sports pro- program in Michigan. So those were his, but he loved Alabama. Yeah. Big, just, big Alabama fan. Just, uh, did he have like, is it like every other Alabama fan or, or SEC or just college football fan? Had the gear, yes. had the Alabama shirts and hats and that sort had of stuff? Had the shirts, had the hats, had the, he's got an Alabama helmet. Signed by Nick Saban, too. That's wow. in his closet. I should have I got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a big Alabama fan. Was it made out like made out to Hank? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, sitting in his closet. Yeah. Two, hand, two the, Henry yeah. from Nick Saban. The goat to the goat. Yeah. You know, the but greatest of all time to the greatest of all time. And did you ever get to go to any football games with your grandfather? Or? No, no. Um, I went to, when I was little, came to a million baseball games because, you right. know, he used to work for the Braves. Yeah, sure. So at old uh, Fulton County Stadium. So my mom would have to go to work at the Omni, so she dropped me off. Mm-hmm. And that was when the Braves were bad, man. Yeah, we were real bad. Was yeah. Soul in there. Yeah. You could get a ten dollar ticket in the in People the dugout. Were giving away tickets. Yeah. You sat next to Dale Murphy, Bob Horner, and Claudia oh, yeah. Washington. <laughs> yeah, you sat you sat there right next to him for like ten dollars. Yeah. So you can hear you uh the players could hear you, whatever you say on the field. Yeah. So it was just wonderful times. Uh we went to a lot of Hawks games. Oh, yeah, man. You know, we worked in the CNN Center. That's right, yeah. And then cross, you know, we go to the Hawks games. Oh the Hawks gosh. are bad then, too, yeah, man. It man. was a whole lot of bad bas- baseball and basketball yeah, watching. Yeah, and, and football, too, man. Yeah, that's Goodness true. gracious. But uh, I remember going to those Hawks games, too. It was so much fun when Dominique was mm-hmm. there and, and uh, Tree Rollins Tree and Rollins. Doc Rivers yep. and John Concack. Yep. I remember seeing that guy it's one time. time, wasn't it? Yeah, it I remember seeing John Concack one time. It just We just happened to be, and he was going up the escalator at the at the um, at CNN Center. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that dude plays for the team. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know, it's one of those moments, and, you know, we were, we were way, way off, but I just recognized him, and uh, I just thought it was the coolest moment because I'd never seen a pro ball player before. Oh, yeah. it, baseball, basketball, or football, it, uh, you know, outside of just being on the field or on the court. Mm-hmm. So to, to see them just being regular people going up the escalator, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, and speaking of uh, that whole experience at ball games and you being in security, uh, I wanted to tell you, one time at the Omni, uh, I actually, as a kid, went down on the, uh, on the court after they beat the Bulls. And uh, I had all my basketball cards with me, and I got Cliff Levingston and Spud Webb, and that oh, was really cool. Awesome. They signed right, and then I turned, and there was Dominique Wilkins. Oh man. my! He signed my the greatest. Mm-hmm. He signed my card on the floor of the Omni after beating Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I was like, what? Oh my God! That Today's was, the greatest day of my life. That is that, awesome. That would never happen these days. Oh no, security. we would let you on there. Yeah, yeah. No, you you'd <laughs> tackled me by this. Yeah, you'd have got you'd have got hit. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly right. And cuffed and stuffed and sent off in the back of a patrol car. That's right. Goodness gracious! But now, but he's. You know what? That's another guy, though, Dominique, that is so gracious with his time and and is is you know with with fans and he always signs and takes. But I see pictures with him all the time, and and you know that maybe it doesn't do great wonders for the value of his autograph, and I don't think he cares about that. 
but it does wonders for that relationship with with fans that, that have grown up loving him. I love Dominique. He's me my favorite too. basketball player of all time. Mine too. Mine too. Let I mean, me tell gosh. you, that morning when I woke up and I found out he was traded for Danny Manning, yeah. I cried. Yeah, right. I cried that day. I know. So I, I hated the Hawks so long <laughs> after the end. Well, yeah. you know, I love the Hawks now. Yeah, it, it took a lot to get over it. It did. That crushed me as a child. That and Del Murphy Del getting Murphy, traded. Dude. That was the worst. That was. Out, he got yeah. traded to what, the Phillies? The Phillies. To the Phillies. And that broke my little heart because I had that Del Murphy Me power too. alley picture oh up. Oh my god! And I tell him every time I see him, I'm like, Mr. Murphy, you're my favorite player yeah. of yeah. all time. He yeah. says, what about your grandpa? I said, forget him. I never <laughs> saw him play. I saw you play. That's right. Well, a couple things about that. One thing about Dale Murphy is that he, you know, he kind of enabled that 91 season because he, at, he told them, you know, I know Dave Justice mm-hmm. is down there and Gant's coming up and Blouser and all these guys and it's a young core and why don't you guys see what you can get for me? Oh, yeah. You know, and he that's being a team player that if there is. ever was one, you know, so that was pretty yeah, cool Yeah, but that's thing the type of do. dude he is, too. He though. really is. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. And and I we've been over to his restaurant a couple times, and I just get in there in awe mm-hmm. because I remember all of those things, like the posters, like the Power Alley mm-hmm. posters. And, mm-hmm. and he's even got that. Remember the big number three mm-hmm. that was hanging on the wall? Oh, yeah. At, you know, at, With the big uh, circle? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right, man. Wow. The, and, and that's hanging in his restaurant. That's awesome. Dude, as soon as I walked in— Again, talking about memories and things rushing you back and taking you back. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. So if you've not been to Murph's over uh, right across uh, right across from the, the battery is the, at the Galleria, yeah. the Cobb Galleria, man, go over there because it go. is unbelievable, all the Dale Murphy memorabilia. And I've got Dale Murphy's autograph. You got it? I got it. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Gotta have, you got to have it. But I also have your grandfather's autograph, and I wanted to tell you about that. Uh, an amazing moment for me. Uh, he was the manager in an East-West game. I don't know if you remember this or not. It was the late 80s, and mm. I'm showing my age a little bit. But I, w- I went down to Fulco for it, and it was him managing the uh, Western team. And the Eastern team was managed by Sadahara O. Oh. oh, yeah. You know, the great Japanese mm-hmm. home run hitter. And before the game, you know, they're in uniform, and, uh, you know, he'd been retired for quite a while, so I was like, this is amazing to see Hank Aaron in uniform on the field. And uh, I actually got, at batting practice, got him to sign a ball, and it's one of my most cherished, you know, possessions now. Yeah. It's, like, oh, amazing. Wow. That's awesome. And it was just so cool that he uh, he was there, and he would sign for the kids, you know, still in his uniform right there on yeah, the field. But, so. that, again, it goes back to that relationship that, that uh, at least a lot of, at least Atlanta athletes, are, I, I feel like, and I, I've never lived anywhere else other than when I was in the military, in uh, Virginia and then in Florida. But, I mean, Dale Murphy, Dominique Wilkins, Hank Aaron, and, and they're, the, they're the best, you know. They're the greatest, and all of them are the kindest, most kind people you'll ever run into in your whole life. It's just there's something about Atlanta athletes, and I don't know that it's in other cities, and maybe it is, but there's just something about the Atlanta athletes and the relationship that they have with, with the fans. They always treat them right, always. Oh, yeah, because, well, I can only speak for the Braves, but right. everybody that plays here for the Braves, they're a genuinely good dude. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a good person. Like, they vet them out before they draft I or something. I think so. Yeah. I don't know what happens, but yeah. they are great people. Yeah. Just as, you know, ball players and people, because, you know, you talk to them, you see them, everybody's not like, well, you know, I'm so and so or I'm so and so. Yeah. Everybody's just like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Or, Thank you for holding the door. They say thank you. They yeah. say, you know, stuff regular folks say. Yeah. Like, how's your day? How you doing? Yeah. And Charlie Morton will talk to you for 30 minutes. <laughs> Charlie, I got to get to work yeah, now. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I got to go. He is a cool dude. And Adam Duvall will talk to you for a long time. Congratulations on him. He just yeah, had a little baby. That's right. He just got off, uh, off paternity. Like, yeah. That's exactly right. Last night, right, as a matter of fact. Yeah, last night was his first back. game back. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, we love uh, talking on the Braves Country Podcast. We love talking about food. Tug and I are mm. huge Southern cooking fans. All right. 
And uh, I heard two things about your grandfather's love of Southern cooking that I wanted to kind of verify or get the real story mm-hmm. from you about. And uh, these are just things I've heard over the years. One, I heard that he uh, was a big Waffle House fan and that he used to eat breakfast often at the Union City Waffle House on his way to the ballpark. Is that a lie? That is not a lie because he used to eat breakfast. I used to have to go get it when he had the dealership. <laughs> so if you, if you ever get off, he used to be old Shannon Mall. I don't know the exit now, yeah. but where Shannon Mall I used to be. I remember that. Mm-hmm. You make that left, and uh, the Waffle House would be on the right. Dealership is all, a little bit further down on the left. So he'd call me in there and be like, hey, you hungry? i say, yeah. He'd say, good. I just placed yeah, it on. That's right. I need you to go make it off. <laughs> so he was, he was a big eater. I can tell you that. What did he get from Waffle House? Uh, I think he wanted the all-star <laughs> with uh, tomato. Wait, all-star with uh, toast and uh, he liked tomatoes for some reason on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, a, that's an old Southern thing. Because wow. yeah, my, my grandparents, same way. Same exact way. Well, it makes that sense he would get the all-star. Yeah, exactly. You know? It, it works, yeah. works out for him, Karen. Very, very apropos. And then you know. another thing, uh, recently I met a guy named Chef Shambi. I think I'm saying his name right. Chef Shambi at his shop in Mableton, Georgia. It's called TDT Barbecue. It's amazing stuff. And Chef, uh, Chef Shambi, uh, he had a lot of photos on the walls with Hank Aaron, so I asked him about their friendship, and he told me that he was Hank Aaron's personal chef. Do you know anything about this? Have you ever heard about him? Did you like barbecue? He liked everything. Yeah, well, right. It's a, a million pictures of Hank Aaron at barbecue places around. <laughs> yeah. So they're all his personal They're all chef. his personal chef. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, do believe, I, know, I know Chef Chambi. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, TDT, uh, TDT Barbecue. It's on Floyd Road in Mableton. Oh, yeah. It gets a 4.5 on Yelp, Tug. It is right. the best uh, barbecue and a little Chevron station. It is yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's in a gas station. It, it <laughs> Count awesome. me in. I've never had bad gas station food. That's right. Especially, now, I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the big conglomerates where they put them on the rollers. That, no, no, that no. can go either way. Somebody in the corner. Somebody in mm-hmm. the corner that has either rented space or they've been hired to run a restaurant in a gas station. I've never had bad gas station food. And if you have... There's something wrong with you. I think it's your taste buds. That's right. <laughs> that dude is like an good. award-winning uh, barbecue person. He's been on what's that? The, the pit or whatever the barbecue show like reality on the food show. Network yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. He was only won it like twice, and so people ask him, "Why don't you get a bigger spot?" He's like, "Nah, I like where I'm at." See, I yeah. love that. So it is awesome being content where you are. Oh man. yeah, living in the moment. I and if it. you're a Braves fan or a Hank Aaron fan, you got to go there and check it out. He's got photos on the wall at TDT Barbecue. Um, and they're all, you know, photos of him with Hank, and mm-hmm. then Hank signed him for him. So, oh, yeah. you know, there was, like, a long friendship there. So. Yeah, my grandfather probably got some free barbecue. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he was hooking it up. Yeah. I got to tell you, we'd liable to come over there, and I don't know if we could get it for free, but we're definitely going to try it. No doubt about it. Well, what about you? Where's your favorite yeah, spot to eat in yeah. Atlanta? Ah, uh, well, you know I'm a big Waffle House person. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Love the Waffle House. Me too. Uh, Popeye's. Hey, my grandfather has... 29 Popeyes, so y'all go to one of them. He really oh, he wow. owns 29 franchises or yeah. locations? 755 Restaurant Corporation. We have 29 Popeyes. We got one more coming in September, so don't make 30. Where, where are they in town? Uh, they're everywhere. Just all I eight. mean, it's 30 of yeah. them, so wherever you think, <laughs> yeah. we got it. Yeah, we, we get the one down here by the big chicken. Yeah. Yeah, that's ours. Yeah, okay. That's so we're, awesome. all, we're everywhere. Dude, I love some Popeyes. Gosh, I love Popeyes. And, and, yeah, Popeyes is so good. There's one on Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta. I don't know if that's That's one. not ours. No. It's uh, it's probably not as good then. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. I'm kidding. We go by there and grab some uh, chicken, you know, like chicken strips. And my son always gets a biscuit and puts the chicken strips on top of the, you know, on the Smart biscuit. Smart man. That's Dude, how you make that chicken biscuit sandwich. Exactly right, man. It's so stinking good. What else? So what? But like, what else is there? Is there a barbecue spot other than than Chef Zombies? Is there another barbecue spot you like to hit? Um, little JJ's Rib Shack down mm-hmm. there in uh, Southwest Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beautiful restaurant. Mm-hmm. 
S&S cafeterias, even though you can't find that many anymore. Know, right? Um, That's old Atlanta, too. That's oh, Atlanta. yeah. Yeah. I grew up on that because I would go with my grandfather. Yeah. That so. and uh, what uh, Piccadilly I grew up Piccadilly on. Piccadilly is great. so good. Yeah. And when you work in security, uh, running the security staff here, uh, what do you like to eat at the ballpark out here at Truist Park? What's your favorite spots? Uh, I've had everything from El Felix to, mm-hmm. uh, what is that, Goldberg's mm-hmm. to... What about in the ballpark? Oh, in the ballpark? In the, yeah, inside the ballpark. Well, I should say that $150 Braze burger yeah, that everybody right. should oh. get now. <laughs> Seriously. You know, every game... I've had a pretzel. So I'm trying to keep that streak. I've been working for the Braves for five years. And every game you had a pretzel. Every single game I've had a pretzel. So that's 82 pretzels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should get in your carbs. That's you right. I'll burn it off. I'll walk around. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But is there are any, like, like I think classic Atlanta, and, and we'll we'll transition here and, and wrap up, but, like, I think Merrimax Tea Room mm-hmm. is one that's so good. Um, that one comes to mind. The varsity. They, yeah, absolutely. The varsity. My son was literally wearing a varsity T-shirt yesterday. Um, I think everybody. You can't I love the varsity. Me I know some people too. don't like it, but I've I love the varsity. That is that Who is doesn't blasphemy. Like the varsity? That's oh, blasphemy. That is absolute blasphemy. What do you? What's your? What's your go to at the varsity? I'll get three chili dogs. Then I'll get another chili slaw dog. Mm-hmm. I'll hit them with that pie, yeah. the apple pie, and that frosted orange and awesome. the onion rings. Absolutely, man. That's because I'm the same way. I'm a chili dog. My mama is a chili dog with slaw, so she's a slaw dog, and I'm I'm just a regular old chili dog. Yeah, I go I go chili dog, and then I got to finish up with that fo. Yeah, too. The yeah FO, it is it's awesome. Fo is out of control, and onion rings are good anytime. They I are. Mean, it should be illegal not to love onion rings. It's been such an amazing look inside the Aaron family. I want to thank you so much for coming into the Braves Radio Network studios, talking with us today, and hope you'll keep in touch. Hope you'll come back, and uh, we want to honor your grandfather again in the future. As that legacy continues to grow and, and continues to be a part of the Gra- Braves country family, you know you're welcome anytime, man. I love you, and uh, I'm so glad you came and sat down with us. Oh, man, I appreciate being here, and I thank you all, too, for keeping, you know, my grandfather's legacy going and, you know, just keeping his movement going. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was a great man, and, I, you know, I want people, everybody just to see a little different side of him as a human being. Exactly. As a grandpa who yeah. needs help with the remote yeah, and right. stuff like that. He was an awesome dude. Dude, that's <laughs> the best. Like, if there's anything you take away, it's stuff like that. For sure. Ray Aaron, you're an awesome dude, man. Thank you for being here. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country, also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's the warrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. 
First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 